Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. The winter meetings are now over. Juan Soto is a New York Yankee, and there are a lot of Met fans on edge. We will discuss all of it. On this edition of Rico Bronya, we will read a lot of your emails. We received a lot of them at the RicoB at gmail.com. But right now, I sense angst. I sense frustration. I sense anger. In fact, right before we pressed record on this Rico Bronya, I said to Pete, how you feeling? And Pete looks like he met death. Pete sounds like he met death. And I said, is everything all right? And he's like, ah, oh, these winter meetings, they were terrible. You want to spill your emotion? What's going on, Pete? You upset about something? Yeah, so I have a laundry list of uh, players the Mets um, picked up in, in twenty uh, for the 2024 season so far. And um, Luis Severino and Joy Wendell are the two best. And that, to me, is when you have such an important – this offseason is very important, right? for a lot of different reasons, but with David Stearns, we're expecting that this team is going to make a gigantic stride forward because let's be serious with the first two, three, two, uh, two out of three years with Steve Cohen, it's been not successful, like not playoff bound. And there's not many names out there that are exciting and the fact that you see a guy like Soto go and there's some other moves being made and the Mets are just sitting there and picking up a – listen, 35 people are filled. I keep wondering about the 40-man roster that they just try to fill it. 35 out of those 40 names have been filled. So it's getting a little dicey. All right, so let's play this important game. Who has been acquired by another team, whether through free agency or trade, that you say, what the hell are the Mets doing? That guy should be ours. I'd like to hear the list. Go ahead. Okay, it's not big because there hasn't been that many names. Well, that, but... that's the point. By the way, but... that's the whole point of this exercise. <laughs> that what I always say is, and this is the complications of the offseason, when there's someone you want, and like last year, to your credit, Pete, you wanted J.D. Martinez. And if the Mets had signed J.D. Martinez, they may have had a hell of a lot more success to the point where we're talking about a completely different offseason because they may not have traded Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. You were right. 
And I say that because there was a guy that you targeted from the beginning of the offseason and said the Mets need to sign him, and they didn't. And so when he was gone and he ended up in Los Angeles, you were able to say they should have signed him. And I never really had a great retort on why they didn't. So when you're down in the dumps right now, talking about on-the-margin moves, which are necessary, every team needs to make on-the-margin moves, and you're upset about it, my counter only is, who moved that you're upset about? Because I can tell you right now, I'll give you a preview, there's going to be emails about Juan Soto, and I'll address that. Is that who you feel you're upset about? No, no, but I... Who is it? It, uh, it's going to piss people off. Sonny Gray should have been a Met. And people okay. tell me, tell me that blue in the face. He couldn't handle New York. He played here for a year and a half. And it was on record that the Yankees effed with him. I have no issue with Sonny Gray. You're not arguing with me about that. When we were talking about starting pitchers available, I put him at, down as a guy where, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to signing him. But I think we need to kind of recalibrate a little bit on what we thought and what we felt the Mets needed to do during this offseason. Yeah, it'd be nice to add about, no question about it, but our main focus after they traded Verlander and Scherzer was, holy crap, they have to rebuild this rotation. That has not changed. They're clearly not done doing it. They clearly haven't done enough doing it, but that hasn't changed. And I've gotten no indication that the Mets are going to say, ah, bah, we're good. Ah, we added Luis Severino, yeah, we're fine. Like, they're clearly still looking to add two other starting pitchers. They are clearly as aggressive as anybody in trying to sign Yoshinabu Yamamoto, who there's no guarantee they get. And we're going to talk a lot about him today, as we always do, because he's the main target. He's the guy that changes the offseason. He's the guy that makes you feel this was a good offseason or this was a failure. But never for a second, and maybe other Met fans had different views of this, were they ever going to be in the market other than Otani for a big-time bat. Like, that was never even something we were talking that much about. We were talking about, hey, would they add a third baseman? Hey, would they add a left fielder? But the big-time superstar play never felt realistic and wasn't out there. So I get it. We share a town with the New York Yankees. And because of that, we react to what they do. And if they do something really, really good, it depresses you. I'm going to give you a basketball analogy that I dealt with. Because Pete loves the basketball analogies. He does. It's my favorite, especially when it's Nets related. It's Knicks Nets related. It's both of them. It's both of them. So the first year the Nets were in Brooklyn, they won 40, I think like 48 or 49 games. Had a really good regular season. And I couldn't enjoy it. And my fellow Nets fans couldn't enjoy it. You want to know why? Because the Knicks were better. Because they were. Because the Knicks were better. So as good as the Nets had of a season, And they had a home playoff series. They were the four seed. And that was such a huge jump considering how bad they had been for a while. Like, that was a really good year. We were miserable Fs because the Knicks were better. And I remember even after the season saying, "What? this is so weird. Like, on its own, you'd be okay with this. But because we share a town with the Knicks, it ruined my life. My season was a mess. And I kind of think that Met fans and Yankee fans, mostly us, Look at them in the same way. If Juan Soto was not traded to the New York Yankees, I am convinced a lot of you, specifically you, would not have this down attitude about an offseason that hasn't really fully started yet. 
Like, I, I respect the Sonny Gray opinion. I like Sonny Gray. He wasn't on my off-season plan, but I would have been good if they signed Sonny Gray. So I'm not telling you that's an awful idea of, man, that would have been a bad signing. But a lot of their other starting pitching targets, specifically their main one, is still out there. So truthfully, nothing's changed. The only thing's changed is the Yankees made a really big trade. And, and I get it. Like a lot of people listening don't like the Yankees and their mood is affected by the Yankees, much like I was affected by a good basketball season that was overshadowed by the team I don't like. But the truth is the Mets were never players for Juan Soto. They were never going after Juan Soto. I have made the argument they shouldn't have gone after Juan Soto. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I never thought they even had the ability to get Juan Soto. Like this idea that, well, the Mets should have been in on it. With what? The Padres wanted major league ready pitching. What do we not have? What's the one thing we're trying to get? I don't know. Major league ready starting pitching. It was never going to work. See, the Padres are weird. They didn't sell off Juan Soto for the greatest prospect package. If they did, maybe the Mets would be involved because the Mets have a good farm system. But they are trying to win while saving money. So their idea was, all right, we have a pretty good lineup. We got Machado. We got Tatis. You know what we should do? Let's just get as much major league ready starting pitching as we can while saving money. That's why... When you look at this trade as a baseball fan, as a Yankee fan, you don't have to care about the Padres' perspective. I respect that. But if you're trying to be fair about it, understand what the Padres were doing. Sucks they have to trade Juan Soto. He's a great talent. They said, how can we still win? Well, let's get as much pitching as we possibly can. That's what they did. You can argue they should have done something different, by the way. That's your call. That's what they wanted to do. The Mets were never in position to play that game because what pitching were they going to offer? So for any Met fan who's depressed right now, you can be depressed about whatever the hell you want, but it can't be about Juan Soto. I'm sorry. All right. So I'm going to make a basketball analogy. You might like this. I like this. Where <laughs> the Knicks may be a hot ticket. No one's dying to play for the New York Knicks. And like you saw with Durant and Kyrie, and even though it might have been end up not being all that great, they went and played for the Brooklyn Nets. When it comes to baseball, the Yankees are always the hot ticket, and people want to play for the Yankees. If you get better, you bring in better players. the The name to be a legend as a Yankee means more than being a legend as a Met. So a Yamamoto move. Money is obviously going to be a, a top priority here for Yamamoto, but 
playing for the Yankees or the Mets, you're going to lean Yankees every time. Well, and that's why the Mets are no lock to get Yoshinabu Yamamoto. Now, I, I tend to think more times than not, players will go for the money. I think when Juan Soto is a free agent in one year, that's going to be the same thing. More times than not, players go for the money, but not always. And if Yamamoto grew up as a Yankee fan and loves the history, especially of the Japanese player that's gone there, specifically Hideki Matsui and Masahiro Tanaka, then they've got a great chance to get him. And that's going to suck. I'm not going to lie. Like Yamamoto is not because of the Yankees, but because of the need that the Mets have and what this player is capable of doing. He's the number one target. He's always been the number one target. And yes, it will be a tough blow if he goes to the Yankees for less money, because I think it would be for less money. I mean, the the one thing the Mets fans should have confidence in is that clearly the Mets want the player and they're going to make a big offer. And what I battle with is if the Mets make the biggest offer for him and he doesn't come here, who are we supposed to be angry at? And that's a really tough question we have to ask ourselves. Now, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he signs with the Mets and we're waxing poetic about the owner and the view of David Stearns goes back up and you feel good about this offseason, no matter what other starting pitcher they add. But if he ends up taking less money to go to the Yankees or go to the Dodgers, it it's going to suck. But I'm not sure who we're supposed to be angry at. I have an answer. Who? Not going to like it. Billy Epler. Billy he, Epler? Yes, because <laughs> last year when you had an opportunity to, to make the team better, uh, they missed the mark. They they brought in – everything failed last year. But do you think that would have mattered? Like if, if a guy like Yamamoto wants to be a Yankee, do you think the success over the last two years would have really changed his view on what team he wants to play for? Yes, specifically because Steve Cohen was supposed to change – how the Mets were viewed in this town. They were supposed to be kings. We're, we are, I'm sorry. Maybe that's a, a naive mindset. But it is naive. They were never supposed to be. Here's what I expected from Steve Cohen. Not to be kings, but to compete for every single player that's available. And they have. Doesn't mean they're going to get every single player. But under the Wilpons, we wouldn't even be linked to Yamamoto. And I'm not saying that's enough. It's not enough. You have to end up with the player. But under Steve Cohen... The Mets have bid up on Verlander and Scherzer, and they traded for Lindor and kept him. And it's not to say all of these moves have worked out, but if you were bought, if you were buying an idea that the Mets were just going to shove the Yankees to the side and they were going to become irrelevant, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that was a, a fallacy. It's about being a big market team ourselves. It's about being able to make the biggest offer for players. And look, sometimes you got to overpay for players. And I think it was the Nationals with Jason Worth. I remember when the Nationals signed Jason Worth away from the Philadelphia Phillies. He got such a massive overpay. And the reaction was, that's a bad contract. And I think the explanation coming out of D.C. was they had to. They needed to change the view of the Washington Nationals. And to do that, they had to get someone to come. And sometimes to get somebody to come, you got to overpay them. Are the Mets still in that spot where they're not the Yankees, they're not the Dodgers, and they're also not as good talent-wise right now? So to convince someone to come here, you have to overpay them? Yeah. And that's why the Mets have to overpay guys. That's why I will make you this promise. I'll make the audience this promise. If they end up with Yoshinabu Yamamoto, they win the bidding. And it is an absurd contract. Like, we're talking... 330 million for a guy 
that's never pitched in the major leagues. I will defend the contract by saying exactly what I just said, which is, look, sometimes you just have to grossly overpay. Doesn't make the contract pound for pound great, but sometimes you have to do that. I think in a way the Mets did that when they signed Max Scherzer. I think they grossly overpaid him. Now it was a short-term deal, and now we can all move on from it. But I do think the Mets are still in a position where guys aren't going to come here for discounts. I don't even know if Pete Alonso is going to stay here on a discount, especially now with Scott Boris running the show. So you have to overpay. So I guess maybe the complaint would be the overpay on Yamamoto should be higher to convince him to not sign with the Dodgers or the Yankees. We'll see. But I'm not minimizing the importance of that, of the importance of getting that player, because I think getting that player changes the look of this entire offseason. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.